Welcome to the Mystic's Path podcast. Learn about living a mystical life, shamanic practices for healing and earth healing, crystals, tarot, and other mystical practices. I am your host, Katie McBrien. Welcome to the first episode of the Mystics Path podcast. In this episode is going to be all about spirit guides, everything that has to do with spirit guides. I do have a course on spirit guides and that course um, is in two places. You can download the audio course, which is available on Soundwise, or you can go to my website and purchase the course, um, which is written. So it really is up to you whether you prefer to listen to me talk or if you prefer to read and listen because there's a mixture of uh, audio involved in that course as well. So we're going to talk in the beginning about spirit guides and we're going to talk briefly about the different types of spirit guides and then how knowing your spirit guides can help you. And then we're just going to talk briefly a little more about my course on spirit guides and offer you guys a 20% discount on the audio course um, available via Soundwise. So what is a spirit guide? A spirit guide is a knowing force that guides you on your life. That's really, really broad. So let's drill down just a little bit. So a knowing force, what is a knowing force? Okay, a knowing force can be, um, well, I mean, you when we go talk about the different types of spirit guides, I think this is gonna become a little more clear. It's kind of hard without talking about the different types. But a knowing force is an energy that has knowledge that can help direct you to being the best that you can possibly be. It can keep, help keep you out of danger. It can help you learn new skills. It can help you um, find peace and feel protected. I have several spirit guides and some I've known for a really long time and some I've just getting to know. I have been interested in spirit guides for many, many, many years. I took my first course on spirit guides through Sonia Choquette and then Deborah King. And then I learned about them more in Sandra Ingerman's course uh, about learning to journey, shamanic journeying. And then in my various uh, shamanic courses that I've taken, I've also worked with many different types of spirit guides. And then in my um, sea priestess work, I also uh, worked with spirit guides as well. So spirit guides is something that I find incredibly fascinating. I find it incredibly helpful to know who your spirit guides are and to have a direct communication with them. So a spirit guide is a intelligent, energetic force that can help guide you on your life. It can help provide support, protection, knowledge, wisdom, energy, healing, all sorts of wonderful things. So that is what a spirit guide is. So there are different types of spirit guides. I'm just going to go over them and then I'll break them down just a little bit because they do go into more depth in my course. So angels, 
ascended masters, divine beings, animal totems, ancestors, plant and place spirit guides. Those are just some of the different types of spirit guides. And then there's like another category, which is just spirit helpers. And they can come, you know, they have a very human-ish type energy about them. And they can come when you're learning a new skill, when you just need some support. Um, so let's talk about angels. Every human being on this planet has an angel spirit guide. An angel spirit guide is a force that was assigned to you by the divine when you were born on this planet. And it watches over you. It keeps you safe. It keeps you protected. Then we have ascended masters. So ascended masters would be things like Mother Teresa, Buddha, anything that was alive, anybody that was alive that has elevated themselves to a high status. So uh, religious figures, political figures, just overall, um, what's the word I want to use? Uh, heroes. Hero type energy would be, uh, could be an ascended master. Then we have divine beings. So divine beings, in my personal opinion, would be gods and goddesses of various pantheons. So Odin, Isis, um, Ra, Hecate. I mean, we could go through a whole list of different gods and goddesses. And then we have animal totems. So a lot of people are aware of animal totems as very, very popular these days. Um, I mean, how many times have you seen, you know, a cute puppy and you're like, oh my gosh, that's my totem animal, you know? Um, or you have a pet that is really, really uh, special to you that could become an animal totem as well. And animal totems are probably one of the easiest to interact with on a daily basis because they will show up in your life. Now, they might not actually, you know, like if you live in Pennsylvania, you're not going to see an elephant walking down the road, hopefully. But you might start to see pictures of elephants, statues of elephants. These are ways that your animal totems can start to get in contact with you. But it's not just in, you know, pictures and statues and posts. You can also start to see them. So let me give you an example from my own life. I live in the suburbs of Philadelphia. Uh, that's in Pennsylvania. And bald eagles are not a native bird in my area. I have never seen a bald eagle in my 35 years of life near my house, ever. And within the last month, I have seen two bald eagles, well, actually three bald eagles. It was a pair and then a singular one at my job. And I took great notice of that. I took great notice of its message because it's not something that I normally see. In addition, one day I was driving into my job and a coyote ran across in front of my car. Coyotes are in the area, but I have never seen one before. You know, I hear about it in, you know, not really near my house, but like maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes away from my house, people talk about seeing coyotes. That's more out in the wilder 
parts, not in the suburbs particularly. You know, I live in a very developed area. There's not a lot of open space or fields or farms or forests or woods or anything like that in my area. Um, so to see that, it was kind of like, wow. So we talked about angels, ascended masters, divine beings, animal totems. Now let's talk about ancestors. Your entire lineage stands beside you after they pass. They are with you all the time. That's how mediums are able to connect with your departed loved ones because they are with you. Their energy is around you. Their energy is a part of you. This goes on both sides and it branches out just like a family tree. So if you're into ancestry, um, the people that you look up who have passed before you were born, they are beside you and they watch over you and you can connect with them. The final one um, is plant and place spirit guides. So plant and place spirit guides. Let's just talk briefly about this because I didn't talk too much about this in my course. Um, plant and place spirit guides are very similar to animal totems. Plants can be spirit guides. They can be teachers. Uh, this is especially um, known within shamanic cultures of having plant teachers. Uh, ayahuasca, San Pedro, uh, even marijuana can be a plant teacher. I am not telling you to go out and do these things by any means, but uh, they can be incredibly powerful plant teachers, but so can other plants. So things that you use like in cooking, uh, oregano, basil, garlic, um, parsley, thyme, they can be plant teachers as well. But you can also have plant teachers such as roses, uh, tree teachers, so willow, uh, pine trees, maple, oak, aspen, all those different types of trees can be teachers as well. So in my experience talking with many, many different people, almost everyone has a favorite flower. Almost everyone has a favorite type of tree. I particularly am very drawn to willow trees and I'm also really drawn to um, birch trees. And my favorite plant probably would have to be, um, well, that's a tough one. I have a lot of favorite plants, but I do like a lot of flowers, um, bluebells, forget-me-nots, lilacs, lilies of the valley. Those are some plant teachers for me. Now, place spirit guides. This is really fascinating. So I didn't talk about this at all in my course, so I'm going to talk about it now. Place spirit guides. What is a place spirit guide? So if you are intuitive, if you have psychic empathy, if you're able to connect clairsentiently with the area around you, you will notice that you, even within your own communities, you can travel to different locations and they feel different. And they feel different because there's different guardians that watch over that area. So let me give you uh, an example. Um, my house, my property, which is almost an acre, I believe, maybe a little more, um, feels much differently than how it feels at my son's elementary school. He's not in elementary school anymore, but when he was in elementary school, it feels completely different 
they're in the same township, the same county, the same area. It's only about, I would say, three miles down the road. Um, but it feels different. So another example would be my property feels different than the park, which I love to go to, which is one of my special places. And that feels different. The energy there is different because the guardian is different. So if we have a favorite park or spot that we like to visit, you could have communication with that place spirit guide. And I think that's really, really interesting because a lot of times we connect with places and they become our favorite places, but we don't necessarily think that maybe that's because that spirit guide is calling to us. Maybe we have an energy or a skill or something that um, they need or that they can support us with. So that's something to take into consideration as well. So how do you know exactly who your spirit guide is? That's a really good question that a lot of people want to know. And I think probably the easiest way, um, especially with animal totems, is if they start to show up in your life in odd ways. So the synchronicities is a little too much to ignore. So a lot of people pay attention to their animal allies. Um, perhaps you'll start paying attention to your spirit of place allies or your plant allies. But also maybe you continually dream about someone in your life who's passed away. That could be an ancestor ally. Um, and I'm using allies and spirit guides interchangeably here. But another way is to do a guided meditation or journey work, shamanic journey work, to find out your guides. When I took my first course on spirit guides with Sonia Charquette, um, she did a reading for me and told me that my spirit guide's name was Mario. Now, I haven't really done a lot of work with Mario. I have a hard time connecting with that energy. But then I started taking this course on uh, mediumship with uh, Susan Glassman, I believe is her last name. Anyway, I started taking a, a, a course with her and she wanted us to connect with our guide. And a guide came through and she suggested that we kind of ask for a sign in the real world if this guide really is our guide. So... My guide, his name is Bubba, um, he came to me and I said to him, okay, Bubba, if you truly are my spirit guide, if you truly are a guide that can help me, I want to see a baby pink truck, car, something on the PA Turnpike. Now, one of my favorite things to do after work is to go to Wawa and just chill, decompress, go over the day in my head get ready to go back home. It doesn't take long, about 15, 20 minutes. Some days it's a little more. Listen to my music, just chill and relax. So I'm sitting there and I'm going, all right, Bubba, now's your chance. You know, I'm sitting here. I'd really like to see that baby pink vehicle drive by on the turnpike. And as soon as the word turnpike got out of my head, you know, I said it in my head, but as soon as I finished that word, 
a baby pink delivery truck drove by. Now, I have been going to this Wawa for just about five years, if not a little longer, and baby pink is not a popular color choice of vehicles in my area. Um, we have plenty of reds, plenty of blues, plenty of uh, yellows, and baby pink is just not one of those colors. So I really took that as a sign that Bubba was with me. And now I am in constant contact communication, either out loud if I'm by myself or in my head with Bubba, my spirit guide. And um, it's really quite a powerful connection that I believe can really help people who maybe, you know, feel alone, they feel like they need support besides just their normal support. Um, spirit guides are amazing things, especially if you do any kind of metaphysical work, mystical work. Spirit guides can be your biggest ally for sure. So let's talk about how knowing your spirit guide can help you. I think that was a really good bridge into this. So knowing your spirit guide can help you with basic life questions. So for example, is now the best time to buy this car? That's a good question. Buying a car is probably one of the most traumatic things that can happen in my personal opinion. It's really quite stressful. I just recently had to give my um, Mazda back um, my lease was up and then I was driving my dad's truck for three months and then I had to find a new car. This was before the whole COVID-19 pandemic and I really wasn't sure that I was making the right choice. And so it was really stressful because, you know, those sales guys and girls, they just keep emailing you and calling you and harassing you. And it doesn't matter what dealership you go to or they say they don't do it, they do it. And then you feel like, oh, I'm about to get hoodwinked. I know it, you know. So that could be really helpful. That's a basic question that could be really helpful. Another one could be, should I make a diet change? Perhaps you haven't been feeling 100% lately um, and you're just thinking like, maybe I need to eat more protein or more vegetables or more fruit. Your spirit guides can definitely help. Uh, they can also help with major life situations. So that could be, you know, basic life and death issues. That could be marriage, relationship, uh, a new education, you know, pursuing a new career, starting a business. Your spirit guides can be an invaluable asset for you. Also, they can help you with learning new skills as well. So I did talk about this in my course, but I will mention it here. My grandmother um, was a fantastic homemaker. She actually taught it uh, at a high school level in my area. And basically what she taught was how to sew, how to cook, and how to keep a house. Um, so anytime I'm having any um, cooking issues or, you know, sewing issues, I can definitely, you know, call on my grandmother to lend me uh, a helping hand. I'll give you a story, and I hope my mother doesn't mind me sharing this, um, but when my grandfather was living in um, 
assisted living. This was after my grandmother passed. He had lost, I think it was a set of keys, and he was convinced that someone had come in and stolen them. Uh, that seems to be a pretty prevalent theme in retirement homes, you know, the fear that your stuff is not secure. And he was convinced that someone had stolen it, uh, although why someone would come and steal his keys is beyond me, but whatever. Um, and she stood in his, you know, room and she said, please, mom, help me find dad's keys. And she started, you know, going to pockets and checking pockets. And she checked a pair of pants that she knew she had checked earlier. And she reached her hand in and there were the keys. And she knew at that moment that my, my grandmother, her mother was there helping her. And, um, so really, you know, the ancestors, you know, your loved ones who have passed, they're still with you. They're still watching over you and they can help you. That was just a basic question, but they can help you with learning new things and, uh, growing your skills that you already have. So, Really knowing your spirit guides and creating a relationship with them is truly a life-changing experience. Now, a lot of people who might not be on a mystical path might think the whole idea of spirit guides is really, really weird, but they do believe in guardian angels. They do believe that they have something watching over them, keeping them safe and protected. Really, it's the same thing, but the whole work of spirit guides just drills it down just a little more and you get to meet a whole team. You have a whole team and I'm not just talking about one or two. I'm talking about hundreds at least that have come and gone and that are coming that want to help you and want to see you succeed and they have the utmost love for you because some of them know what it was like to live and some of them just that's what they're made of. They're made of love. That's the frequency that they operate on. So some people might be a little scared of, you know, what happens if I connect with something that has ill intentions? So the easiest way I have uh, to put those fears at ease is um, something that I have clearly illustrated in my course. Um, and I'm going to find it and read it to you right quick. You never follow a guide's advice that goes against your moral compass. You're going to run every single piece of advice, every feeling, every hunch, every intuition, every sign through your own common sense. Obviously, if you have a, a synchronicity or something that uh, puts someone else in danger or yourself in danger, you're just not going to do it. That doesn't make any sense. So... That's how you keep yourself protected from, and I don't even really believe that a guide can come through that doesn't have your best intentions at heart because you have other guides to help keep that from happening. So what I believe what happens in those situations, that's your ego speaking, that's your monkey mind, that's your fear coming to light. And some people really have a hard time keeping that um, monkey mind at bay. And we can go over how to do that, you know, how to keep that at bay in another episode of this podcast. Um, but really, no matter what your guide says, no matter how good it seems, 
you're going to want to run it by your moral compass. And a good way to do that is to say it out loud, to sit with it. And really, for me, it would be to feel it. Does it feel right? You know, and then go from there. And that is a really good way to make sure that you are staying on point with the advice that's given to you and that you're not veering off in a, a dangerous or bad path because it, you know, it can happen. Certainly can. We can think that something's a really, really good idea. Um, but it fill, you know, fits in with our ego. Uh, some, maybe it's something that we really want, but that little quiet voice in our head saying no, but then there's a louder voice that's saying yes. So sometimes it's really hard to pick up on that quiet voice, which is really your guide speaking, because it's so easy to just hear the loud voice, which is your ego speaking. Um, so again, another way would be to write it down, forget about it, and then come back to it 24 hours later and then sit with it again. And that would be a really good way to kind of do that mental checklist to make sure that what you're about to do can't possibly hurt you or somebody else. Now, before we end this episode on spirit guides, I do want to talk to you briefly about my course on spirit guides. So my course goes over in a, a lot more depth about the different types of spirit guides, including some that I did not mention in this podcast. You know, sometimes you got to keep some gold, you know, for the people who pay for it. So um, if you're interested in learning about that, you can definitely head over to my SoundWise Soundcast about spirit guides. Uh, it's currently for sale for $25, but if you use the coupon code PODCAST in all caps, you can get a 20% discount, which is going to drop it down to about 20 bucks. So you'd save $5 um, and the actual course itself is 51 minutes and 15 seconds long. It includes uh, an introduction, a welcome. Lesson one, what is a spirit guide? Lesson two, different types of spirit guides. Lesson three, intro is how to meet with your spirit guides. And then lesson three continued would be a journey, a shamanic journey where I drum and you get to go and meet with your spirit guide. And then lesson four is continuing your relationship, building that relationship with your spirit guide. Um, and then the bonus is a 15-minute shamanic drumming track with no words, no guidance whatsoever that has a callback at the end, which is what all shamanic drumming uh, MP3 CDs albums out there have. That's how the shaman knows that it's time to come back or the listener knows that it's time to come back. So again, if you use the uh, coupon code PODCAST in all caps, you can get 20% off of the uh, course, uh, which is entitled Introduction to Spirit Guides Course. And if you use that coupon code PODCAST, you can get 20% off and spend roughly $20 US dollars uh, for this. If you decide that you want to take the written uh, course on my website, I do not have a coupon code for that. And that is $29. It has all the same things, but it has a, um, it's written out 
It includes an MP3 download of the guided journey to meet with your spirit guide. Then the bonus 15 minute shamanic drumming MP3. So honestly, the best deal uh, and the easiest deal for you to participate in would be the audio course. And you could get that for approximately 20 US dollars. Now that coupon does expire on June 1st, 2021, which is my birthday. Um, so if you're listening to this after that, uh, you can always email me and see if I'm running another promotion. Uh, that would be katie at katiemcbryan.com. You could message me on my website. You could ping me on Facebook. You could also ping me on um, Instagram as well. So if this episode has sparked any questions with you about spirit guides and you enroll in my course and your questions are not answered, feel free to send me an email. Again, katie at katiemcbryan.com and McBryan is spelled out for you on um, this uh, podcast. And you can also reach out to me on my various social media uh, outlets that I have. So thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Mystics Path podcast. In the next episode, who knows, we might talk about spirit guides a little more. I haven't quite decided. I I did, uh, you know, do some time thinking about the direction I want this podcast to go into. And my guide said, you need to talk about spirit guides. And they really wanted me to talk about it because right now we're in isolation with the coronavirus. We are scared. We are unsure of our futures. And our spirit guides are just like in the back, jumping up and down going, oh my God, pay attention to me. Please, please, please pay attention. I can help you. But because of the law of free will, they can't help unless you ask. So even if you don't know who your spirit guide is right now at this moment and you have a problem that you're going through, just say out loud, I am open and willing to hear your advice with X, Y, and Z and see what happens. Pay attention. Maybe you'll start seeing an animal. Maybe you'll have a dream about someone who's passed away. Um, maybe you'll have a dream about somebody who's still alive. I, I didn't talk about that and I, I have to talk about this because this is something that not a lot of people believe in, but it's something I know to be true. People who are alive can be a spirit guide for you. So let me give you an example. Um, let's just say you were, you connect really, really well with, um, Obama, President Obama. He is somebody who you find to be inspiring and somebody who really, uh, you know, motivates you to become a better person. Um, and you have this connection and you start seeing quotes that are relevant to something that you're going through. That can be a, a message from, uh, someone who's alive. So for me personally, there's a guitar player of a band that I really, really, really love. And I connect very, very deeply with this, this, uh, guitar player. And I had a dream one night and he came to me in my dream and he said, I know that you're going through a really hard time right now. So I'm just going to sit with you and I'm going to just support you. 
And we just sat there and it was the most comforting thing that has ever, like, it was one of the most comforting dreams I've had. Um, and he is still alive. He hasn't died. He hasn't done anything. He wasn't in a coma or anything like that. And I realized that people who are alive can be guides because we're multifaceted. We are souls having a human experience. At nighttime, during various times of our lives, various levels of consciousness, our soul can break off and go and and do things. So that's a very shamanic belief in the belief that, you know, we can travel, our souls can travel. I mean, that's the whole concept behind shamanic uh, journeying is that we can change our brain waves either through the use of... Um, shamanic drumming, rattling, some kind of percussion, and our body can stay, but our soul can go traverse through the various energetic worlds. Um, and maybe that'll be my next podcast. I'll talk a little bit about that. Um, but we do this, some people do this subconsciously. They don't even realize they're doing it. Musicians definitely do it. Artists do it. Um, that's how they come back you know, with an idea. So, you know, it's just like when you, you read a, a novel and you talk to the author and you're like, where did this idea come from? I don't know. It just popped in my head or I had a dream about it or it just, it came out of nowhere. Those are people who are able to traverse the worlds at a much um, easier uh, way than the normal people can. So it can also be people who are really psychic, who are really spiritual who are really uh, in tune with uh, their body and the cycles that their body goes through. Um, and these are ways that someone who's living can become a guide, a spirit guide for us. So another way, um, I know this is going to be, you know, really, it should have been in the earlier part of the podcast. I do apologize. Um, sometimes things just come to me. It's like my guides are like, wait a minute, you didn't talk about this. And they throw it in my brain. Every single person on this planet has a partner. I'm not going to say it is of the opposite sex. It could be of the same sex. It could be um, any number of things. But we all have a partner. We all have somebody who we flesh into, we align into magnetically it's a magnetic connection now we can call them soulmates we can call them twin flames we can call them uh you know the love of my life whatever you know the the label is not so much important as the energy is behind it those people part of our soul family or our other half um they can guide us too so I have been lucky enough to meet my twin flame um, or unlucky, depending on how you look at it. Uh, it really is quite a, uh, a grueling experience, especially if you're not, you know, uh, expecting it to happen. But that person can guide you and help you grow exponentially. I mean, it's just phenomenal the amount of growth and inspiration and support that you can have from that type of connection. 
And the interesting thing is as much as you want the physical connection to be there, so as much as you might want to come into union or, you know, you know, be in a relationship or see this person, it's not necessary because the connection is so strong energetically. They call it the 5D. Uh, so the dream world, the shamanic journey world that the union, physical union, which could just be, you know, being friends is not as important as the connection is in the energetic world. So it's really, really interesting that human beings who are alive can be our spirit guides. They can be part of our soul family. They can be part of our guide system. So don't discount something that's happening synchronistically just because somebody is alive. If you feel that you have a really strong connection with, uh, we'll just continue with uh, Obama, President Obama. He can be your guide. He truly can. Now, I am going to say this as a caveat because not everybody believes in spirit guides and spirit helpers. I do not recommend you reaching out and telling this person that they are a spirit guide for you. Nope, I've done it. Doesn't go well. <laughs> uh, so it's just something you sit with with yourself and maybe share with some like-minded individuals. Um, but I would not recommend you going up to someone and being like, you came to me in a dream last night and you gave me advice that was really, really helpful and really, really accurate and has since come true. I think that you're my spirit guide. I think that they will think that you're crazy. Um... So you can keep that one close to your vest. Keep that one in your own knowledge. I wouldn't share it. You can just marvel in the connection. Uh, if they're open to that, then fantastic. You can test the waters a little bit maybe and just say, do you think that people who are alive can be guides to us? Do you think they can come to us in dreams and guide us? That would be a good way of kind of bridging that. So again... I have a course, Introduction to Spirit Guides. Coupon code is PODCAST in all caps. And you can get that for 20% off. You can visit me on my website and also find that same course in written format with downloadable MP3s. And that's about it. And I look forward to talking to you in the next episode of The Mystic's Path Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Mystics Path Podcast. For more information about this podcast and your host, Katie McBrien, please visit me on the web at www.katiemcbrien.com.